Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kerry Kerwood. This week I popped along to the Russian Abbey to speak to Ken Harding from Walking.im. And I was in the Raven Hotel in Balaf where they held Amelia for Balaf School and in aid of hospice as well. I got a word with the auctioneer, well known in that field as well, Bush Karoosh. There's plenty of uh, Melias, as we'll hear uh, later in the programme, Kiri, and a, a bit of walking, because uh, I was out Smale Beach uh, for a walk on Sunday, and uh, amount of people that were out there, and a bit of work done on the car park there. <laughs> well, I yeah. never, the amount of people that are getting in the countryside now, it's just lovely, isn't it? And that's one thing Ken did say there at Russian Abbey, was it's really, really encouraged people to get out in the Manx Hills and, and even around the coast and the beaches, like you say there, to enjoy it. And I asked him how this walking.im came about. Yeah, we're uh, first leg today of the Triskillian Way, um, been doing it on Sundays with a group and it's been very popular so we're starting um, with a new group today um, we're from up through the Glen up through Silverdale um, over the fields over the round table down uh, Glen Russian um, into Glen May and that's not for the faint-hearted but you say this is a short walk <laughs> yes we split this so it's a, it's a lovely route it's about 36 miles uh, split it up into four sections so it's manageable um, and gives people the opportunity in the first instance to sort of find their feet before we do the longer sections over the hills. Oh, my goodness me. Well, like you say, anybody can get involved, though, can't they? It's not that difficult. And, you know, you gauge it to each of your groups that you take. Absolutely, yes. So um, do lots of different walks, uh, varying from night walks through to done the Radenfallen twice, this with um, lots of different people. Um, and my ethos is to make sure that people... Um, go at their own pace you know I, sp- I like to specialize and go with groups so it's sort of moving through um with with the group dynamic um with them all supporting each other in the end which is good and as you go ken will you talk about the areas that you come across because obviously silverdale is a beautiful part of the island and up onto the round table the views are just stunning will you give a little bit of you know background in the history of the isle of man yeah absolutely yeah we sort of do a bit as we're walking along um there are lots of different guides that do diff- lots of different things and some of them do specialise in, in, um, in walks where there's an awful lot of um, stopping, talking about the history, the culture, etc. Um, we talk about things as we go along, points of interest, bits that I know are particularly good. Um, and obviously if anybody asks any questions, we do our best to try and answer them, etc. Um, but it's, the idea is just get people out and about, enjoying the group demographic, um, enjoying the physical side of things as well, um, enjoying the weather, hopefully, most of the time. Um, I wouldn't say winter this morning, I'd say it's a very autumnal start. Um, but the blue sky as we're talking now, which is excellent, so I'm sure that'll bring a smile to everybody's face this morning. It really will, but what a bizarre year we're having, Ken. You know, the lockdown has brought people to the countryside, and this will have probably engaged a lot more people with you. Absolutely, yeah, as well. It's um, We've been doing... Uh, I've done the Radnafollen twice, as I said, and uh, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, people have said, well, I've always wanted to do that. Let's go ahead and do it. That's been really... Um, and then they said, I'd never thought this was here. I didn't realise it was so beautiful. I didn't realise I could go as far as we've gone. Um, and also a lot of people have said, I didn't know this was here or, or the history of this place or um, the views that you see as well. So 
um, you know, yes, it's been very good, very good. I think it has given people to get out and explore our beautiful island. And like you say, come with groups, people that you might not know. It's a great way to meet people, isn't it? Yeah, some of the groups now, um, which is really positive from my point of view, are now repeat customers. So when I put new walks and things out, they, they're sort of getting together and they're all joining up, which is really good. Yeah, it's and good. you're going to carry on through the winter. It was, it's a bit wintry today. It is very autumnal yet. But in the, when the nights are getting a little bit darker and the weekends, is there any more we can get up to Yes, hopefully. Um, just putting the thinking head on, really, trying to do all sorts of different things, certainly during the week. Got a Friday, just started up a collaboration with um, one of the other guides on, on the island, um, a Friday walks, group walks. The whole idea of those is just to put out a calendar of walks, starting places. Um, people can get in touch um, and, uh, and then they can just sort of turn up, really, if they want to, and we can go out. And We had the first one yesterday. It was fantastic, you know, a little route around... Um, the Central Valley, which is really enjoyed by everybody that went. Yeah, it's good. That's really good. And how do people find you, Ken, and get involved? So um, social media um, is Facebook and Instagram is walking.im. My website is www.walking.im, so it all seems to work very well. Very simple. Um, Very simple. Just send me a message. Um, I try to put a lot on social media. Um, of what's coming up and, and other bits and bobs and as I say with this these testing times that we're in at the moment got to think of new um, ideas new collaborative ideas possibly and all sorts of different things that people can actually uh, get involved with and like you say getting out in the countryside is very good for the mind it's very good for us to get out and do something even if we maybe don't want to mm. it's so important isn't it absolutely yes you know people enjoy going out in the countryside in different ways some people like to go on their own some people like to go with groups some people people um like like to think well let's put on a challenge and there's all sorts of different things you can do with that so yeah that's the whole ethos really is to try and work around all these different ideas and then come up with different solutions and 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 products that uh, the clients can really enjoy and what is your favorite walk oh that's that's a difficult that's a difficult one for me um i'd have to say the walk along the ridge of north barrel is just fantastic yeah the view down to the coronary valley um, it's, it's just fantastic and then the views over the whole of the uh, the north and the glacial uh, the, the terrain there is just fantastic and even better if you can see right across as well that all well, that's it isn't it they believe at top of Stafel you can see all parts of the UK is that right that is right they say you can see all the kingdoms yes oh, so, uh, I see. Uh, yes only once this year I must say um, but it has been yeah you can see them so yes you just see it. we've been very lucky with the weather a lot of the time this year which has been excellent as well so so, like you say, Ken, everybody can get involved. You know, some people may think, oh, we're not fit enough or I'm not as able-bodied as I used to be. You know, you, you embrace everybody. Absolutely, yes. You know, obviously, all the walks we put on, different types of, um, different types of walks that the physical demands are, are different, the lengths are different, shorter walks, longer walks, um, and everybody just gets in touch. And I've had so many people have said, oh, I'd like to do this, but I, I don't think I'm able to do it. Um, so we put on different walks for them and then they've, they've got involved, which is really good as well. So, you know, it's good. Do you bring a packed lunch though, Ken? Not all the walks. <laughs> not all the walks are, are complete day walks where you have a lunch. But there's always... So, uh, but um, part of my... Uh, the interest, uh, part of my job uh, with what I do is finding the best spots for those packed lunches. So that's exactly what we do. Yeah, I found, <laughs> if you ask any of my clients, probably the lunch spots are probably the best bits where you can sit and eat your lunch and then stare at something Aww. really good. So, yeah. That was Ken Harding there from walking.im. Yes, uh, some many keen walkers uh, around at the moment, isn't there? And they, I suppose during that lockdown time, 
people had a sort of regeneration of getting out when they could, you know, when they were stuck in the house for so long, uh, sort of little family walks, and I think a lot of them have continued it. They really have. They've kept that up as well, and some of the walks around the Isle of Man are just so beautiful, aren't they? And uh, Ken's got a really, really busy schedule ahead. Uh, the autumn walks there every Friday, 10 until 1, all different parts of the Isle of Man, the chasms and then out Peel Hill and up the north. But one thing I quite liked in particular was the dark skies walks, which are coming up on the 15th and 16th of October at half seven up at the Mountain Box, where you can go stargazing, satellite watching and have a hot chocolate oh well stargazing through the sunroof of the car eh <laughs> um <laughs> we've got a guest with us uh today as well phil gorn welcome to countryside hi um you've been out and about at the weekend as well uh on the tree planting yes yeah aubrey and russian uh, parish commissioners in combination with uh defa and um, the Woodland Trust, and I suppose Paul Castain, because he gave up the bit of land. Um, it's, a, it's actually Defa's land. Uh, Paul had a, a, a tenancy on it. But just up from uh, Tom the Dippers, if, if people know that, <laughs> it's, it's actually near where we live, but uh, up the top of the Balakalawi Road, there's a, um, a big um, bit of uh, planting been going on. She's quite a um, steep area. Isn't yeah, she? it's quite steep, but uh, some good good soil. Um, and uh, the trouble is you keep hitting these stones um, with the, the spade, which is a, a bit of a beggar. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice, it's actually, considering it's on a slope, there's, there's quite a bit of shelter there. Um, so the trees that we planted um, earlier, well, actually it was just um, sort of February, March time, they're growing uh, mighty. They're, I mean, there's some real good size on them, and they were only little um, strigs. Doesn't work on the radio when I do this with my hands, <laughs> does it? But, uh, what, how big is that? About I don't know, about a yard high, um, maybe not quite that. Um, and uh, they're now, uh, you know, oh, oh, well, no, f- five or six foot. Are they all um, the same types of trees? No, no, there's a whole mix of them. Uh, Steve Prescott from the Woodland Trust is, is great for. Um, um, gathering up seeds, uh, old nuts and various things that he finds lying about the place and uh, pl- putting them in pots and then planting them and growing them on. And uh, so they're, they're all um, native to the island, uh, these uh, trees. And uh, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be really good when it's all uh, done. Uh, hopefully, well, we've got another two Sundays uh, to go. And um, you don't need any help, do you? Well, <laughs> if you're volunteering, <laughs> yes, yeah, no, half past ten on a Sunday morning. Uh, if you head up uh, from uh, along the Balakalawi Road up towards the Slock, you'll see us all there, ten uh, thirty, usually for about three hours. But uh, any any help at all is most welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is; it's it's looking really good. But you've never really took your eye off uh, the agricultural and the the rural side of things, have you? You live out in the country and you've been a big ambassador for, for doing lots of things naturally, I suppose. Well, certainly try to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I had the luckiest uh, sort of um, job in the world, as far as I was concerned, working at Craig Nash. Um, with horses and and do it effectively. You know, the reason I say lucky is because in most farming jobs you rely on someone. You you have to produce something to get paid. Whereas at least when you were working for the museum, you were getting paid by the museum, uh, which was nice. Um, but um, it, I mean, some fantastic memories working up at Craig Nash. Uh, you know, coming back uh, literally by the light of the harvest moon. Uh, 
driving a, a horse with a big load of sheaves on on, on the cart on the back. And, <laughs> Glad you said and, sheaves then. <laughs> yes, and and then uh, uh, you know an owl, um, an owl, owl, a, a, a barn owl flying over the top of the 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 the, the, uh, the, the, the cart as I was heading back probably a bit too late really but but yeah really fantastic times even when you walk through the village now though Mm. you know if you if you're heading up to the chasm so you're having a walk around craigniche the when you just look in them sheds and you you see them old hay rakes and and old plows and bits and pieces and it always brings you back i mean I wasn't that age where we ever used them, but I've seen them around on the on the older farms. And, and it's think, hard work. Oh, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, I I again foolishly I think because the, the the horse I've, I've still got this uh, thirty. I think he's thirty three now. Uh, horse I was uh, used to plow with, and uh, feel awful hard of uh, letting him go up. You know, having him put put to sleep because he is getting old and he's getting a bit sore in, in his joints, but. Um, He's fussy because he's used to, to handmade hay when we were at Craig Nash. Spoiled. So, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, spoiled. So I've ended up having to make hay by hand. And, by go. I mean, I, I did an acre. When would that be? Two years ago. Uh, no, three years ago now. And uh, it was one of those glorious, hot, sun, sunny weeks where it was wall-to-wall sh- sunshine for a whole week and good haymaking weather. And uh, but it, could, it took me the whole week uh, by hand with the pitchfork and the rake and oh dear. <laughs> and one of my great memories, I suppose, when I was a lad, when when we were we were sort of doing more farming, then was you know we had the hay ourselves and that that smell. But we used to go onto the the Summerhill Road and places and the little back places, and they used to do the meadow hay. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like a lovely, fluffy and different smell all and the together. sweetness i mean that's the the great thing i mean well, i wasn't I, eating it <laughs> well no but uh, you know the smell of this stuff even after three years the hay coming out of the haystack it smells as sweet as when you put it in it's 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 really really yeah fantastic but of course i mean it took me a week to do an acre um largely by myself i had a few people came to help but uh, of course 100 150 years ago there would have been large families and teams of people and everyone would be mucking in helping uh, trying to get the job done and of course that's the other thing that uh, in in your and my relatively short life uh, times uh, you know we've gone from I suppose um, a very large proportion of the people on the island who would have had great connection with the land to uh, hardly anybody at all these days uh, you know it's uh, it's really quite uh, dramatic that shift um, uh, over the years yeah of course changes are afoot always yeah, no matter what line of business you're in and I suppose Kerry you'll you'll know a little bit about it as well the, the changes to the was it the countryside care or that's right. Um, now we're moving more on to environmental, more green policies within agriculture. And it's the way of the world. We have to protect our environments. And uh, I suppose when Phil was in ministerial positions there in agriculture, he's seen the meat derogation being lost from the island and the uncertainty it brought to the farmers, the introduction of the single farm payment. And now, uh, Phil, next week we have the new handbook coming out for the environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fifteen years ago, I was uh, just about to face my first Tinwald as a minister, believe it or not. It, it feels like an awful lot longer than that, but <laughs> 15 years ago. Um, and, of course, then we, we'd just come back, I think, uh, round about now, we'd just come back from 
Brussels having been told absolutely no way that we were going to get an extension to the red meat derogation which had protected the red meat industry for so many years and then of course we were going to be left with a position where we had production support so people had to produce uh, to get the the support um, but not necessarily um, uh, having a market to, to sell into because with the loss of the red meat derogation and uh, you know, red meat derogation basically protected the Manx meat market um, it, uh, it, was, it was really quite a troubling time so uh, huge big meetings. I, I did like those meetings. We we, we went. Uh, I don't know how many meetings we had. I, I, I counted them up on one occasion. But uh, loads and loads of meetings, talking to people, trying to work out what uh, what the right way forward was. And uh, yeah, that was um, when was it introduced? Two thousand and eight, I think. And then uh, gradually, it's evolved over the the course of the last twelve years. And, uh, and another evolution on its way. It's yeah. like everything, all the big ones taken over, aren't they? You know, because a lot of the smaller farms are gone, and yeah, all the, the other farms that are still going are expanding. Mm. But it's it's just the way of everything at the well, moment. Well, I remember Kitty's uh, predecessor on the on the show, John uh, Kenya. Um, uh, I went round to see him one one day about something, and uh, he, uh, he he. he took me to a, a point on on the farm and said oh yes look around here there was uh, there was 40 farms i could see from this this point really and and now there's only i don't know he said half a dozen or whatever it was mm. and yeah because th- um it's just not profitable to 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 run small farms um or at least not profitable to run to run small farms unless you're doing something else uh, you know there are people that've got uh, smallish farms that uh, do a bit of work for uh, i don't know in, in the government or finance or whatever they are it's very much um, like the irish way isn't it yeah. lots of them have a job as a builder or a yeah. tradesman and have a few pedigree animals on the side but this pandemic fail certainly reiterated how important food security is especially here on the island and we must look after these farmers that are left. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the, the crucial thing. I mean, uh, my view has always been that it was imperative that we kept a, a dairy, a mill and a meat plant on the island um, because, uh, you know, once it's gone, you, you, you know, you'd never you'd never reintroduce these things. Um, but uh, they're, they're really uh, vital for uh, food security for the island. Yeah. All right, Bill, great to have you on Countryside and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Ah. You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, it's that time of the year. We've spoke about it on a few occasions over the last few weeks, but the Melia's in full swing. Michael Taggart, one of the gang, Leslie Quirk often does them. And uh, I went along to the Raven where Bush Caruse was just warming up to do the Melia in there. And uh, I spoke to him and asked him first, uh, how many so far had this been this year? Oh, this is only number three so far, this one. It's yeah. not starting yet. <laughs> but it's something that you've been involved with, I suppose, the whole time since the beginning of the Young Farmers, I suppose. Yeah, vaguely remember starting auctioneering, but I don't know why. <laughs> Somebody must have thought I was going to be good, maybe because I can talk too much. I suppose it's one of them things where people, many people have done it for many years. Leslie Quirk does the, the one in the Sulby. He's done that for many, many years. I suppose, you know, Murray Kringle, I, I think, yes, was involved yeah. in, in doing them for many years as well. I think it's something that 
the, the apprentices come along and then the, <laughs> the others stop doing it and it, it keeps yeah. you, keep the mantle going, don't you? Yeah, I always remember Lenny Caruso doing them in the Mighty years ago when we were kids, we were like 15 or 16, and I thought, wow, that's great, I'd love to be able to do that. Here I am. <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it is such a friendly night, isn't it? People are there to support the, the charity or the club, whoever is running the Melia, and maybe to get a bargain as well, and bid for something ridiculous at times when, when the few sherbets get in them. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always, like you say, a friendly night. It's always good fun. Plenty of laughs and raising money for charity. You know, it's all a win-win, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, you you and your sidekick, Michael Taggart, are often uh, seen out together doing them as well, but he, he's not here this evening. No, he's double-booked himself this year for oh, some no. unknown reason, because this is his Melia, this one. This is his baby being a balaf sort of fellow, like, but he's in the golf club in Ramsey tonight. Oh, he's got a bit upmarket, has he? Oh, yeah, he's got his uh, best tie on tonight, so his, uh, our apprentice, um, Michael Kelly, is coming to help tonight, so we'll not be on my own. <laughs> will, it, will it be... Will he be accepted into this village here, though, you know, from, from doing the, the mitre ones and things? Oh, yes, yeah. Well, Michael, Michael's still in the parish of Michael, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, and I think a few people know me in Balaf now as well, don't they? Yeah. But, but all in all, it's, there's so many different things. I mean, what have we got here in front of us? Oh, we've got a birdcage there with peanut feeder. We've got balloons, logs, loads of homemade cakes, uh, fruit there's and There's a saw there. There's a saw there, yeah. some tarpaulins. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's plenty of stuff to go at. <laughs> What's the, the most ridiculous thing you've seen sold over many years that you've been doing at Boots? Um, turnips. You know, we get a couple of boys and they want to turn up and they just keep on bidding and bidding and bidding. But there's just, there's everything there is. You know, there's, there's, there's no set rule as to what you can sell. You can sell anything. Of course, we're, we're, the turnips, we're, we're coming up to uh, Hot Tune A and, you know, it, it's the sort after item. I don't know what the, uh, what the turnip... Uh, crops have been like this year? I think they should be good this year because there's been plenty of water like and there's plenty of um, drink for them like so I think I haven't seen many but then of course you get the old pumpkins coming in nowadays don't you the orange pumpkins which aren't aren't quite the same but they're easy to carve aren't they? It's because people can't be bothered scooping out the exactly. hard bits of the turnip in and, <laughs> and the, it was never really wasted either was it? You know, oh, scoop no, get them it, out and get, get it, it cooked and eat it raw as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. have wind for a week yeah <laughs> But you still, you still got the enthusiasm for doing them, then? Oh, love it! Oh, it's so great when you when you get going, like, and you know, it's just just great fun, isn't it? It's like the young farmers' concert, but there's no judging getting done. <laughs> well, I don't think there is, anyway. Well, and how many will you get through in a sort of typical season of doing them? I think we were, I counted up last year, I think we did about 13 or 14 last year, and we raised about 30, 40 grand. Really? Yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic really when you think about it. Um, so it was probably about a similar amount this year. I've actually had to say no to a couple this year because they're just clashing with different dates, but yeah, between the three of us we'll be doing, we'll be doing like 12 or 13 again, I, I suspect. Yeah. So it's all for charity, isn't it? It's all good fun. There's more stuff arriving here now as well. Look at this. There's uh, six strawberries in a punnet there. I think the yeah. others have been acting on the way up there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's pies, apple pies arrived, a fruit bowl there as well. Oh, yes. Place just, and, and the place is, what, oh, nearly not even half a seven, and the place is just about. It's nearly few, full, isn't it? No yeah. Seats yeah. Left, yeah. Yeah, and people are arriving as we speak. Yeah. And what's tonight's in aid of? Uh, tonight's uh, half it's going to Balaf School because it's Balaf School, Mel, yeah. 
and the other half is um, it's a bit of a sad event really in some ways because going towards hospice in uh, memory of John Kinraid who died recently who was a big sport for young farmers of course um, from just down the road in Balafia so yeah it's, it's a bit sad but you know if we can raise a few thousand pounds it'll go to a very good cause at hospice won't it so it will do indeed well we'll let you crack on about to get started so okay, thank you very uh, much look forward to a bit of smeal and a, probably a bit of abuse for people oh definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> well dabbled in every part of agriculture i would say uh bush cruise uh doing the auctioneering at the melia in the uh balaf raven hotel there so a great night had by all and uh, lots of money raised as well as always and that's why i think so many people support them and and generously give them you like amelia don't you oh we love amelia i think that's one of the uh, points in the calendar yeah, the harvest is all gathered it's a quieter time on the farms and you can get out and enjoy what you've grown all year and uh bush Karish, a real character of the manx countryside he still has a lot to do with the farm and uh, working with uh, lease there the haulage company and uh, buying and selling a bit of hay and straw as well yes all right we'll leave it there for this week's countryside we're back next week with more so until then from me simon clark and me kiri kermode we'll see you next week bye-bye bye-bye